Cornucopia Radio presents It's a city on the move It's a town with the nicest of people It's a village with love in its heart And it's a hamlet without a hope in hell Ladies and gentlemen Welcome to Budley Body Revolution, Fitness and Leisure, Budley. Samantha speaking, how can I help? Yes, hello Mr Addison, just let me check. It's a very busy gym this, Miss Carmichael. Oh, call me Mitzi. Oh yes, the members are very loyal. You'll get to know all my ladies once you've been working here a few weeks. You don't get many gym managers like me, you know, answering phones, teaching classes, overseeing gym inductions. Oh, Mitzi, is Ken Addison, new member, wants to book in for an induction with you. Oh, get his profile up on the screen for me. Oh, two seconds. Oh no, ball fat and ugly. Get Tom to do it. So, here's a timetable of classes. Now the ones in gold are the premium ones. They're all taken by you. Oh, what a coincidence. All my ladies fight to get into my classes. It's probably because I'm like Mel Gibson. What, a blo- No, stupid. What women want. I know what women want. What's spingo? Spinning on an exercise bike whilst playing bingo. Waiting date circuit. Oh, brilliant. Women go around the gym and start chatting up random unsuspecting blokes exercising. If they like what they see, I tell them to get stuck in, girls. I blow the whistle after a minute or so and then they move on to the next one. I always say, ladies, if you can lift more, show him the door. What's catalates? It's Pilates with my Avon catalogue. You get to order as you stretch. So what programmes do you give your members? Oh, we use a brand new state-of-the-art system. What is it? Astro Fitness by Russell Grant. For real? Mm-hmm. Let me show you. Ethel, come over here, Petal. I want you to do me a quick programme. I'm not sure. Todd won't mind me saying Ethel's 87. 89. Oh, she looks so young, doesn't she? Well, look, all you need to do is to enter Ethel's details into this system. So, she's Capricorn, born in the Chinese year of the ox, within the fourth lunar quarter. I mean, you can add other things like height and weight and age, but they're not essential. You sure about this? Look, here, here's the printout. Says you have to squat 250 kilo, Ethel. But I'm weak on my left side since I had my hip replaced. But just put more weight on the other side, then. It's not rocket science. I'm not sure. And no leaning on your Zimmer frame as you do it, it's cheating. This is crazy. Are you even qualified? I'm more qualified than you. You with your fresh out of uni, with your masters in education, psychopathy. It's psychology and physiology and sports nutrition. Well, I've got life experience and compassion for others and a Fatima Whitbread diploma in feminine fitness. That don't even exist. Someone's going to have a serious accident here. Get out of my gym, you. You're fired. Go on, clear off. We don't need the likes of you in here. I'm off. Accident, the nerve of him. Ah! Mitzi, there's been an accident in the gym. Old Ethel's been crushed by heavy weights. Oh, well, is she hurt? Yeah, she's all misshaped and crushed. I'll phone 999. No, 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 wait a minute. I'll just put her outside next to a mobility scooter. We'll say she fell off, safe filling in an accident form. 
champions approaching us now. Barry, Barry, sports bullet. Can we have a few words? Oh yeah, yeah, of course. Thanks. Barry Bradgate from Budley, congratulations on becoming World Tiddlywinks Champion. How does it feel? Oh, absolutely fantastical. I feel like Cinderella on speed. You demolished the world number one, the Russian favourite for the title today, with an air of ruthlessness. Where does that desire to win come from? Well, my coach always says to me, Barry, you've got to win. If you don't win, you might lose. And that could make you a loser. We uh, must point out to the people watching that your dad, Jim, is also your coach. Let's bring him in and get a few words from him. Is this on telly now? Yes, you're live on Sport Bullet. Where do you think Barry gets his competitive edge from? That's a really difficult one because we train in pub. Uh, there's a privy edge on taproom side. I suppose it blocks the sun out on sunny days. So I think that might have helped a little. Back to you, Barry. I know this has been a tough year with a wrist injury. How tough has it been to come back? Oh, it was career-threatening. I couldn't even lift a pint. I train 16 hours a day, 24-7, 352 BPM. It's not surprising the body starts to break down. It's depressing when you can't wink at all, and winking is all that you think about. I must ask you both about the controversies that have surrounded Tiddlywinks over the last couple of years. The drugs issue has crept up with a Latvian winker failing a test here. How do you feel about it? Oh, that's disgusting. That someone can take a drug that lets them wink for longer and then they get all the trophies and the free ale vouchers. And the South African winker, with a prosthetic thumb, getting to the quarter-finals. This has been a huge story for disability sports. With the high standard here, is it fair to say they've raised the bar? No, it is not fair to say that they've raised the bar. I mean, if someone wants a pint, they should be able to get one. If you raise bar, someone in a wheelchair might not be able to reach the drink or even pay. What about the argument for women being allowed to compete? (laughs) I know women can do a lot of important things like cook pies and plant daffodils. I even saw a woman put a shelf up on this morning last week. However, she was a bit butch looking. But no, winking is a man's sport and it should stay that way. I know how hard this lad trains. No woman can manage to focus for that long without watching Coronation Street, playing bingo or knitting. Have you ever watched a woman try to reverse a car into a parking space in Asda Car Park? They've no space station awareness. If you think of the way we use the squidger to get the wink into pot, there's no way a woman could handle them pressure shots. And how have the people of Budley reacted to your success? Oh, it's amazing. I can't go anywhere without people calling me a winker or making tiddlywinks hand gestures. They need to work on it though, because it looks no like tiddlywinks. So, what's next for the world champion? Now that they've allowed Tiddlywinks into Olympics, I want to wink for gold in Brazil next year. Congratulations again, Barry, and all the best for the future. Oh, thank you. Barry there off to celebrate with his supporters. He typifies the modern athlete, determined, dedicated and disciplined. This is Fred Hall for Sport Bullet Extra. Dad? Dad? Can you get us another pint in? Get me through drug tests quicker. So Daniel, remember in these one-to-one lessons we can cover a range of subjects to give you an edge in your preparations for your GC STDs in a couple of years. Yes, Mr Sheridan. I'm here not only to give you knowledge, but confidence too. So in what subjects are you a complete useless failure in? History, sir. Ah, 
My speciality. What is it that you struggle with? Remembering the details, sir. Okay, okay, I see. Mm, let's start with Tudor history. Henry VIII, the wives, Anne Boleyn, Catherine of Aragon, Jane Seymour. But who was his last wife, Daniel? Um, um, Catherine. Oh, I've forgotten, sir. You were very, very close with Catherine. But she was actually called Katie Price. She, in fact, outlived Henry and wrote, or got her ladies-in-waiting to write, several memoirs about her relationship with the king. Are you sure? Yes, yes. And his daughter, Elizabeth I. She had a Scottish cousin executed. Do you know her name? Uh, Mary. Was it, was it Mary? Very, very close, Daniel. It was actually Marie. Marie MacDonald MacLaughlin Laurie, better known as Lulu. Elizabeth, you see, couldn't cope with the Scottish Queen's singing. What the history books won't tell you is that she deafened and killed four executioners before she was beheaded in 1925. Um, I'm not sure. Yes, Daniel, I see you have much to learn. Now, the Second World War pops up on every examination paper. But who and what started it? Oh, I know, it was Hitler and his invasion over other countries. No, 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 my dear boy. What do they teach you in school these days? It was indeed greed and ambition, but that of one woman, Vera Lynn. Vera Lynn? Wasn't she a singer? Yes, a singer in peacetime writing about soldiers, war and separation. Her music wasn't being downloaded or streamed and radio wouldn't touch her. So she started a war between England and Germany, and by jolly, she was top of the pops in no time. Really? Tutankhamun's tomb. When was that opened? 1922. Howard Carter, wasn't it? Correct on the year, my boy. But it was actually opened by Anthony Cotton from Coronation Street. He was launching a few pound shops in the area, and it fitted in perfectly with his schedule. Oh. Let's do a couple of quick-fire questions before we move on. Things you should indeed know without pause or hesitation. Okay. The Battle of Hastings. Who fought that war? Harold and William the Conqueror. No, no, no. It was the insurance men and the meerkats. Who nursed the sick in the Crimean War? Um, Florence Nightingale. Hattie Jakes. Never heard of her. And that's why your generation is failing, my boy. Final question. Who started the fire on Pudding Lane? Um, Thomas. I think he was called Thomas. Wrong. It was indeed the prodigy, who confessed it in their chart-topping single, Firestarter. Oh, um, I didn't know that. Don't worry, my boy. With my help, you'll soon be top of the class. That's enough history for today. Let's have a look at geography. Take this map. Now, looking at this map, my boy, can you locate the Alps? Um, sir, this is a map of Narnia. Don't they teach you anything these days? I'll give you a clue. It's between the White Witch's Castle and the Munchkin Village. <sighs> 1859, DC Blunt and WPC Walton interviewing Mr and Mrs Newton Smythe. So you understand that you've been arrested on your return to England after your three-month cruise on the luxury cruise ship Baywatch. Yes, it was lovely. Made all the better knowing we were doing charitable work. Yes, <clears throat> charitable work. Your trip to take the Florida bottleneck dolphins hoops to jump through. 
you raised over £500,000. We did. Yet you presented the Dolphin Keepers a cheque for $136. Enough to buy several multicoloured hoops. What happened to the rest of the money? Well, legitimate expenses to get to the poor little dolphins. It was very important to us to hand the money over in person. Worth it to see the smiles on their little dolphin faces. They squeaked with delight. But to get there, we couldn't fly. Oh, I'm afraid of flying. And my wife's also afraid of anything with the word budget in it. She only has to look at an Asda Smart Price label and she comes out in a terrible rash. So a luxury cruise was the only way we could carry out our bally merciless mission. Yes, the luxurious three months cruise. Such a long time. Barbara even spent her 60th birthday on board that ship. She put this mercy mission around the Caribbean, on the way to Florida, before a meal in the bistro with her own family. Oh, I did. Broke my heart that day drinking champagne at the captain's table. And after we arrived in Florida, via the Caribbean, my wife was most ill, weren't you, Barbara? Oh, yes. I had a terrible headache. I thought at first I was getting one of my bally migraines. So we did what every sick person in Florida does. Visit a doctor? No. We exclusively hire Disneyland for a couple of hours. Expensive, but one so avoids the queues and gets instant access to all the thrills and amusements. And once we left Disneyland, we were kidnapped by a man. And his Winnie Mandela. Nelson Mandela's wife? She means Winnie Bago. Oh, I get those bally words mixed up. Forced us to Vegas, he did. Forced us to gamble thousands. And he forced us to buy premium tickets sitting on the front row at several concerts. Celine Dion, Billy Joel, Cher, Rod Stewart, Shania Twain, Paul Simon... And Elton John. Yes. We were so close I thought his bally wig was going to jump on me during Crocodile Rock. So you see, we had very little left when he took us back to rejoin the cruise. Let's look at how you got the money. Taking the elderly on bus trips. You charged them £50 a ticket on your minibus. Some of them hardly got out of their bally nursing homes and sheltered housing complexes. But according to some of the pensioners, you took them to the post office or bank to withdraw pensions and savings. Yes, money they wanted to give to the dolphins. Check your records. Those pensioners handed that money to us freely of their own free bally will. It's not as if we threatened to drive them off a cliff or drown them. (laughs) And this church lottery you've been running, you seem to have won every draw since it started three years ago. My wife's lucky with numbers. A mathematical genius. You ought to see her with a Sudoku. But some would say this looks like you fixed the draw. Well, the vicar will tell you we did not. He drew the winning number every week. He says you provided him with an envelope containing the winner every week. It's the vicar's word against ours. And I think you'll find he was the one who announced the result and handled the draw, making him look like he's in it up to his neck. (laughs) If, hypothetically speaking, there was any fraudulent behaviour here. So, let's recap. You've fraudulently taken other people's money, squandered it in bad investments, whilst managing not to step over the line of what is legal and illegal. But nothing is going to stick, and you know it. We are bally innocent. But I have one last question. Go on. Mm. Have you ever thought of going into politics? Oh. Hmm. Janet. Janet. Just go outside and grab some crab and chips. I'm just going in here to have my fortune read. 
Ah, come in, my child. Sit, sit with the great Yamir. Link to those no longer physically with us, but around us all the same. It says outside you're the psychic to the stars. Yes, that is so. Here's my £18.50. Go on, then. Do take a seat. Oh... There's a very strong glow around you. Oh, I caught sun on beach earlier. Forgot my pack to 30. It seems you attract a lot of attention from the other world. I know, they're always trying to ring me from India, trying to sell me an upgrade for my mobile phone. I kept telling them, it's fine in me hand luggage. The spirits are telling me you're called Beryl from Budley. Is this so? Yes, go on. I've a man here. Frank. Sinatra. Oh, I love him. Oh, that New York song. I love it. I love it. It's actually your uncle, Frank. Oh, him? Well, what does he want? He's telling me about taking you out to the castle in his green Robin Reliant when you were just seven. I haven't got time for him. I'm still reeling because he left me nothing in his will, title sod. And he regrets this. He can't move to eternal happiness until you forgive him, Beryl, and set him free. Next. I'm sorry, Frank. But wait. I'm sensing another spirit. Margaret. Maggie. Thatcher. Oh, wait till I tell my friend Janet. She won't believe it. I've been up the tower, I've been on the Big Dipper, and now I've been contacted by the Iron Lady. It's actually... Margaret, your mother, she passed away just last year. Yes. What does she want? She says she's sorry she didn't tell you the truth. She blamed Mr. Toddles. The cat? She too wants your forgiveness. She can sod off. I bought them fish and chips. Six ninety-five they cost me. Popped into the kitchen to get some salt and vinegar and she told me the cat had eaten all my fish. I believed her and all. Then she starts choking during cash in the attic. If she told me the truth, I might have phoned for the paramedics in time, the selfish woman. Next. She's desperately troubled. Can't you talk to her? No. I'm sorry, Margaret. Hang on, there's one more. I have an L. An L. Elvis! Elvis! I knew it! They played Love Me Tender on the bus in. It was an omen. No, no, it's Hel, Helen, your sister-in-law. She's so sad and troubled because she never got to return your cashmere sweater. She died in it. She was actually buried in it. Oh, she regrets so much not giving it back to you. Selfish cow. She knew that was my favourite sweater. I lent it to her, lent it to her, and she knew I wanted it back for that evening at the theatre the week after she died. I tried taking it off her in the chapel arrest, but that undertaker, he looked at me as if it actually killed her. Truth is, she died because she didn't want to give it back. Tight-fisted cow, I do not want to talk to her. Oh, I'm so sorry, Helen. I'm afraid, Beryl, there's nobody else here. Is that it? You sell yourself as the clairvoyant to the stars, and I come here and all I get is my uncle, my mother and my sister-in-law. Can't you try for Freddie Mercury? I've got every Queen album. No, I'm sorry. Charming. It's a blooming con. Waste of 18 quid 50. 
I'm off next door. Madame Rosette, at least she's got a picture of herself with Keith Harrison Orville outside her tent. This has been Welcome to Budley, written and directed by Mal Kallat. It stars Stephanie Lee, Mal Kallat, Saoirse Craig Parker, Edward Eggleston, Daisy Lee Wardle, Ryan Hislop and Dylan Kallat. It was produced and edited for Cornucopia Radio by Peter Beeston. This work is released under a Creative Commons agreement. For more information, visit us online at cornucopia-radio.co.uk. Thank you.